welcome to episode 66 of Kapowcast. What? <laughs> and that's the episode. Yep. Today I'm joined by Jeff Jefferson. Hello. And Mr. Tony Vance. Hello. How are you folks today? I am well. I'm about 50-50. Uh-oh. Is it from the donuts? Uh, no, it was because I watched the movie 50-50. <laughs> we got all kinds of good stuff to get into today. Um, first up, Deadpool fans can relax. The second movie, Deadpool 2, has its director. Uh, David Leach, director of John Wick 2, <laughs> or just John Wick in general, will be uh, stepping up and directing the film, which I think I said on the, when I was by myself. <laughs> uh, so it doesn't count. So it doesn't count. No, it was here. Did, has anybody ever seen John Wick? I've seen John Wick. I've heard things. <laughs> That's it. That's good. I saw it. How, what'd you think wow. of it? Wow! I, I enjoyed it. Um, it was a very good... Uh, it harkened back to Days of Yore in action movies. Mm-hmm. Mm. And um, they murder a dog. No! <laughs> <laughs> For real? Yeah. All it's right, a, well, I'm not seeing instead it. Instead of a love interest that gets killed, it's a dog. Son of a... <laughs> I just, I, yeah. Anybody, anybody that knows me knows that that's a that's a deal breaker for me. I can't, I can't do movies that actually kill animals. Oh yeah. Do you they, see it? Um, no, I don't. Wait, I don't think so. But yeah, um, I remember I was watching it with uh, my buddy Chris, and he uh, he flipped out too. Do you get like? Do they give you an opportunity to get attached to the dog? Oh yeah, big time. The dog. Well, I mean, you fuck. see, in the movie, he had a love interest that died of cancer. And then as a parting gift, she gave him a puppy to teach him to learn to grow emotionally attached again. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then the puppy gets killed by the It's still a puppy? Mob. Yeah, it's still a puppy. Fuck me. And then, oh he, and then the rest God. of the movie is a revenge spree. And also Kevin Over Nash the dog? Over the dog. That's fantastic. Okay, oh, yeah. <laughs> Re- rebuttal. Rebuttal right there. Also, Kevin Nash is in it. Kevin Nash is in yeah, it? Yeah, he, he plays an extremely large uh, doorman. I've heard he was pretty small. Yeah, they had, they had to use CG to make him uh, a midget like in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I think that's the hottest this show's ever started. Like, <laughs> It's been an emotional roller coaster so far. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I don't know where we're going from here. Um, I heard I've, heard, I've heard nothing but good things about like the John Wick movies, so I think it's Deadpool 2 is in good hands. And I stated it uh, once again when I was by myself. Uh, Doesn't count. That... <laughs> I th- the one of the true driving forces behind Deadpool was Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, and Ryan Reynolds is still attached, so I don't see why anybody should have any cause of concern. I don't think I think uh, Dead he's going to do anything to you know jeopardize the integrity. I don't I, I don't remember character. if I read it or if I just read a headline that basically he Ryan Reynolds was uh, he was happy that the, the the director left. I don't remember seeing that. I don't. I, I remember. Don't, I remember reading him something where he was saying, you know, he was upset that he left, and uh, or that he agreed with the 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 parting. I don't remember what it was. It was amicable, I think. Okay. They definitely. I heard that. Um, I heard one of the things that clashed down was like the casting or the direction they were going to take uh-huh. with Cable. They wanted it to be more serious. The director wanted it to be more serious, and Ryan Reynolds was like, "No, we got to make with the yuck yucks." <laughs> Damn, I, I agree. Yeah, you don't want to make it more no. Deadpool, finally. Serious direction for a Deadpool movie. Like, yeah. yeah. That's what everyone's been hoping for. Yes. Because that would just be like another uh, superhero movie. It wouldn't have the thing that makes it so interesting and different from the others. 
That is not wouldn't, like the others. It would it's not weird. be as fun either. It wouldn't. I can't picture a serious Deadpool. I mean, when I picture serious Deadpool, I think of like when Deadpool first appeared. Mm-hmm. Like and 1996. Like, yeah. And, and he, he was pretty much like he was a lunatic in a sense, but he didn't, he didn't break the fourth wall. He didn't have this, his uh, super yuck, yuck, yuck chuckles. And he, he had a much rounder head. <laughs> and a lot of more pouches. Yes, many more pouches. I don't know. I think, I think New, New, Age, uh, New Age Deadpool does have more pouches, though, because well, he, he has the crossbody pouches now. Oh, that's true. They're probably not as big, though. Maybe. I heard he still has feet. <laughs> he has feet now, so there's not like a cloud of smoke uh, covering his feet like uh, all the Rob Layfield artwork. Mm-hmm. Um, people also need to kind of chill the fuck out. People are already <laughs> talking about like potential directors for Deadpool 3. <laughs> and like, I'm like we ha- they haven't even started Deadpool 2 yet. And people are already like theorizing, oh, Deadpool 3 is going to lead into X-Factor, or not X-Factor, X-Force. X-Force yeah. And it's like, just dial it down a bit. I thought X-Force, I thought <clears throat> the second one would lead into X-Force. Who knows? I mean, would, they give, mm. would they give him the cool, like, gray and black costume with the red eyes? Oh, I did the, the uh, yeah, their weird special ops outfits. Yeah. They, those were actually really cool. Yeah. I enjoyed those. Especially Archangels. Why is the thing. guy going to X-Factor? Why couldn't we, like, go into, like, the Thunderbolts? <laughs> well, they're, they're supposed to go into X-Force. Thunderbolts might be under Marvel. Oh, yeah, it probably is, mm. actually. Were, were there I even any mutants? Oh, X, the... X-Force is X- under Fox? Yeah, Should it's be. under the X-Men franchise, so... Huh. Interesting. Okay. Um, I can't wait for that movie. Did I say X-Factor a little bit a while ago? You did, you did but that, so did I. I, I quickly corrected myself. And... I was listening to Joe Rogan, so... <laughs> um, I got that. In other fantastic news that I think Jeff will enjoy, Uh-oh. Amelia Clark has joined the cast of the Han Solo origin movie. Aye. This movie is assembling quite the quite the fan favorite cast. Mm-hmm. It's got the childish Gambino. It does. <laughs> and uh, Donald Glover's going to be in it. That's the childish Gambino. Is it? Yeah, that's the childish Gambino. <laughs> He has um, he has uh, what like three or four albums. Yeah, now? I think he yeah he just released really good one, rapper, really fucking good rapper. He's he's talented. Interesting music videos too. Yes, <laughs> yes they are. Check them out. Yeah, you think your mixtape is fire? <laughs> uh, I'm I'm trying to think when this movie is supposed to come out. Probably not not next year. Probably the year after. So it'd be I'd assume 2018. Well, when are we supposed to get the next uh, Star Wars movie? Next Christmas? Next year, yeah. So it'd probably be the year after. Yeah. Um, it's still very hard for me to get excited over the prospects of another prequel-esque movie, especially when somebody's taking over a role that was already done by somebody else. Much better. Like so Harrison iconically. Ford. Yeah, like Harrison Ford, Billy D. Williams. I don't like, know. it's not just the fact that, like, you know, oh, I don't want them. To, it's like... Those characters, they are that character. They're one and the same. Like, there's no other interpretation of them to yeah. look at and yeah. be like, "Well, how's it gonna?" You know, it's not a mantle. Well, it is a mantle now. But yeah, but it, it traditionally yeah, well, was not. No one ever thought it would be. We weren't like people always fan casted and dreamed of the idea, but now that it's actually happening, it's kind of weird. 
and there's a lot of talk of like where and, and at what point the movie is going to take place in the. I heard it's going to be in the, during realm. their high school years. <laughs> in the realm of the Star Wars. Star Wars meets Saved by the Bell. And then Jabba the Hutt will be the bully and it like shoves him into the lockers and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Time out. <laughs> wow, that actually worked. It did. It, it always works. Zach, Zach Morris had it right all these years. <laughs> the, uh, the only thing that I know so far about this movie is apparently we'll see how Han Solo wins the Millennium Falcon from Lando. That's what I've always wanted to see. Mm-hmm. I hope it's an arm wrestling match. <laughs> I don't I'm, think it will be. It might be. Maybe it's a rap battle. Ooh. <laughs> Who's doing Han Solo? Um, I can't think of the actor's name. Some but chucklehead. <laughs> he was in. Uh, he was in Hail Caesar, uh, the Coen's brother movie. Oh, I yeah, the one that nobody it. liked. Yeah, but uh, he played. Uh, he was a southern guy who was trying to make it in Hollywood. He was really good in it. Was he? Yeah, he was. I mean, the, that movie was really well acted. It was just, unfortunately, kind of boring. I, I heard it was it. long. I'll, um, I'll watch any Coen Brothers movie, though. Yeah, it, it was another one of those movies where you go in expecting it. I kind of likened it to what I was expecting when I went to go see Inglorious Bastards. I didn't like that movie. I hated that movie. Thank you. I, can I shake your hand? Certainly, my friend. Oh, my God. So many people <laughs> like that movie. When I tell them I hate it, they're like, you're fucking wrong. <laughs> well, I mean, I just thought it was like they would... It seemed like the most entertaining characters in it were the Nazis, and the Americans in it were like murderous thugs. So it was really weird. I want my scalps. Yeah, like they were the ones committing all the war crimes in the movie. It mm-hmm. was just, I mean, that's pretty... Accurate. I just thought it was. <laughs> I just thought it was boring. I thought it was boring too. There was. I mean, I realized it was a Tarantino movie, so it's going to be a Talking Heads movie, just like a whole bunch of dialogue. But there wasn't enough action. But you can have dialogue-driven movie and have it be interesting. Like Django and Chain <coughs> is. I think that was like the follow-up to that the movie. Had after that, mm-hmm. that was really good. Well, then there's movies that had even less action, like uh, Reservoir Dogs. Mm-hmm. That was a much more entertaining movie. I felt. And same thing with um, The Hateful Eight. I didn't see that one. It was very long. But it was, uh, well, imagine uh, Reservoir Dogs in the Wild West, and you basically have The Hateful Eight. Ooh, okay. Because it's like the exact same premise, except for it has um, Kurt Russell with a huge mustache. I almost had Janelle convinced to go see that movie, and then I slipped up and said it was a Tarantino movie. (laughs) And I was like, fuck. Tarantino movies are an acquired taste. Uh, Yeah. Even among Tarantino fans. Inglorious Bastards, when I first seen it, I hated it. I didn't like it until a later watching. I just don't like Brad Pitt. I've got a problem with Brad Pitt. Is it because he beats his kids? <laughs> I think everybody should beat your kids at, at a certain point. Well, to be fair, they're not uh, even, I mean, like, does he still have custody of those kids? No, I don't know. I don't keep up with a lot of the Hollywood. Uh, Me either. Just when he's in the grocery. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Line. Like everybody, like I see the things. <gasps> he beats <laughs> his kids. John Goodman, six months to live. <laughs> um, speaking of John Goodman, uh, <laughs> the Kong Skull Island trailer also dropped. The second trailer. We watched mm-hmm. it beforehand. This is our first real look at what we're getting with this movie. Um, what did you guys think? I was shocked. <laughs> it wasn't the direction I expected. It I, definitely is separating itself from the uh, 
Hugh Jack, not Hugh Jackman. <laughs> <laughs> the Peter, uh, Peter Jackson. Jackson yep. The Peter Jackson uh, take. You got your uh, New Zealanders and your Australians. Yeah, I do. But yeah, it's um, definitely not a remake of the original King Kong like the Peter Jackson one was supposed to be. But uh, I don't know. It looks really interesting <laughs> and it has giant monsters that are apparently going to wail on each other. So I'll probably like it. As long as there's no like figure skating, <laughs> I ho- I just hope that it's not a, like a three hour silent fart like the other one was. God, that yeah, that movie was fucking boring. Yeah, How I can- remember going to the employee showing and wanted to blow my fucking head off. <laughs> I think I left multiple times to go drink or something. I don't, uh, <laughs> I don't recall. You should have been rolling on ecstasy like uh, Jack Black was throughout the entire film. <laughs> it's another one of those uh, movies where you look at the cast and the. Cast itself is pretty impressive. <coughs> Except for Jack Black. No, not that movie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the remake. The, well, the new one they're doing, Skull yeah, Island. A lot of very angry older actors. There's, uh, you got John Goodman, Samuel L. Jackson, uh, and Tom Hiddleston. Which uh, giant monster was uh, John Goodman? <laughs> he was the Cyclops. <laughs> <laughs> he was the Cyclops. Uh it was yeah. It's, it's definitely in the vein of like a real like action oriented. It looks not to be as uh, artsy as oh. the other one was. Mm-hmm. Have either of you seen the original Kong? Yes. Uh, so we know that for that time period, that Kong was the like what we now know as the big summer blockbuster. Mm-hmm. As to what Peter Jackson did, I don't even know what the hell he was thinking <laughs> of. Maybe he wasn't watching like the same Kong. That everybody else in the world has ever yeah. seen. That but came out around Christmas, though. Yeah. It was that, are you trying to find reasoning for the ice cream? No, I'm just, <laughs> just saying. One thing that, well, I mean, the movie's been remade one, two, I think three times now. Mm-hmm. This would be like the fourth remake. I mean, I realize it's an older film. It was one of the first special effects bonanzas ever. <laughs> Banan. No. <laughs> <laughs> and and Kong looks huge in yeah, it. He's way bigger than uh, he was in any of the other movies. Sixteen stories. They're basing him on the. Uh, <laughs> they're basing him on the Japanese King Kong, which was about the same size as Godzilla. So they can duke it out. Fight. Duke it out. That's what they're gonna. That's Hopefully, what... he won't be throwing his dookie at him though. <laughs> he, he's an ape. Um, <laughs> I did not know that John C. Riley was in it. Yeah, no one did. I'm not sure. John C. Riley knows he's in it. Yeah. <laughs> I heard he was in it, but I didn't believe it. I thought it was just one of those little fucking joke pieces. (laughs) He's apparently like the pariah character that's trying to warn everyone about not to fuck with King Kong and nobody listens. He's the voice of reason. Yeah. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Jesus, fuck. (laughs) No wonder they don't listen to him. (laughs) This is another semi-serious role for him. He He was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. That was that. He's uh he's one of those actors that he can do serious. Yeah, I when mean, need well, be. I mean, hell, he was. What's in a... eating Gilbert Grape? <laughs> there you go, Chicago. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep, he was in yep. Chicago. We all love that movie, right, guys? Yeah. Right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> love it. Uh, <laughs> I'm moderately interested. I, I'll, as of right now, I'll check it out. Probably not opening weekend. Mm-hmm. Maybe like. You know, later that week. 
I'll probably do like a twelve o'clock in the afternoon showing on a Wednesday. On a, on a Wednesday, <laughs> and I don't really got nothing going on. I think I'm going to catch it on opening weekend if I don't work. Uh, I really like the, how they're going to have a big integrated giant monster universe. A legendary. Uh, Look what you've started, Marvel. It's going to be an integrated freaking Universal Studio monster universe. Uh, integrated Jurassic Park universe. Uh, it's integrated. High School Musical yep. universe. Oh, finally. <laughs> Integrated so, Furby universe. Yes, yeah, somebody got my letter. <laughs> <laughs> they got my dick message. <laughs> um, and last but not least, uh, we also got the trailer for DC Animation's latest venture, Justice League Dark, which is also a surprisingly rated R. Sounds like a candy bar. It sounds Does. very dark. Justice League Dark Chocolate. Justice League Midnight with the fluffy marshmallow center. <laughs> Justice League Milky Way? Um, they're taking a very interesting approach to it. Yes. Uh, the cover was also released, and front and center in the cover is old Batman. Uh-huh. <laughs> so Sell it for us, Batsy. You can tell they're using Batman to kind of push it. Soft and, sell. And what they're, what they're probably doing is they're probably doing the same thing they did with Assault on Arkham which was essentially a Suicide Squad movie. Yep. Which is they're testing the market to see if the interest is there. And I feel by putting Batman on the cover, they're going to try to kind of fudge the numbers a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like fudging the numbers. Like, see, look, all these people bought it. <laughs> but did they really buy it because they, like there's a huge outcry for Justice League Dark? Or did they buy it because, oh, Batman's on the cover? Yeah, that's true. That's trying, you know, spoonful of sugar and all that. Well, I went out and I did a survey with some kids from the ages of five to eight, and they all <laughs> said Batman. <laughs> you got to stop surveying children all the time, man. People are starting to talk. Listen, <laughs> it's uh, science. <laughs> it's for the good of science. <laughs> all right, so you brought up a good point about uh, testing the market. Um, we had Assault on Arkham. How long afterwards did the announcement of uh, Suicide Squad happen? I'd have to look into that. Because, I mean, are we going to have like this come out and then X, uh, X amount of months later we get the announcement, oh, we're making a Justice League Dark movie <laughs> that there's going to be eight different cuts to <laughs> because we can't make up our fucking minds. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> es possible. I mean, anything's possible. Um, I'm most excited over this as far as them doing this is the the fact we're getting a different group of characters in an animated film. Like, even though we're still kind of having Batman, it looks like Justice League is still going to be somewhere in there. And it's uh, it's hopefully a way to it slowly introduce other options than the the plain old. This is pre Rebirth Justice League too, from the looks of it, isn't it? Uh, yes, this is new, still New, new 52, 52 yep. looking continuity. That collar on that Superman. I do yep. like, I like that collar. Uh, me too. Um, I never got rid of it. He, uh, well, you know, <laughs> the collar doesn't make the man. I don't know about that. Hmm. Um, <laughs> let me pop my collar and disagree real quick. I'm kind of, I'm relieved too to see them keep going with that continuity that they didn't just kind of shove it under the bus. Like the comics did. Like the comics did. Like, <laughs> it looks like they're staying true. I don't know how many more of uh, that universe we're going to be getting after this. I don't know what the... We gotta, they got to finish out the Justice League run. 
Like the actual Justice League run, mm-hmm. not not all Justice well, League run. You can see in, in the trailer, you can see they've uh, sometime at some point off screen, they've expanded the ranks. Yeah. Because you see John Stewart, uh, Martian Manhunter, sitting in on the what I'm assuming is their watchtower. If it is still the same continuity. Yeah, I'm. Mean, it, it is. I, I mean, can I can one hundred percent tell you it is. That's like an old trick of theirs, DC, ain't it? What's that? DC and Warner Brothers just kind of like tossing characters into the ranks with no explanation <laughs> as to where they came from and how they got there. Oh, he he showed up earlier. You weren't there. <laughs> I mean, because eh, the Justice League movies that they've been doing with the new Fifty Two—that's their first time. Starting with like Justice League War, it's their first time kind of keeping a continuity as far as not doing continuous standalone movies. Yeah, they're normally based on... Most uh, movies are, are standalone and based on one solid thing. Normally, a lot of the time in Elseworld, like an Elseworld comic that was mm-hmm. really popular. Right. Well, yeah, that's that, that goes to say about the movies, but we've had our Justice League runs in TV shows where it's happened, where there's been a eh, weak-ass continuity... I wouldn't say strong continuity. Definitely whoa, whoa, say. whoa. Hang on. Wait a minute. Are you talking about the like t- Bruce Timm shows? Like Justice League Unlimited? Maybe. Like Justice League Unlimited, they just... It's the, supposed, yeah. It was the... When the first Justice League ended, they talked about at the end, they talked about how they're going to expand their ranks. And then Justice League Unlimited started, and that's when... They, they like brought in fifty more. Every, not, <laughs> not even fifty. They yeah. had probably like five hundred. There's that one where they fought. What's the name of that? Amazo or whatever his name mm-hmm. was. And there was like literally like he literally fought through like over one hundred members of the Justice League. Yep, that was awesome. There was like uh, the episode there, and like they would have episodes like, which I always appreciated, like showcasing like some of the lesser known mm-hmm. DC characters. Like Vigilante. Vigilante. My, the, my, my favorite. The question. Uh, Hawk and Dove, they yeah. Vixen. Well, oh, uh, Captain, Captain Adam. Or Wildcat. Yeah, Wildcat, Captain Adam. Uh, Black Canary, mm-hmm. Green Arrow. It was really a good opportunity to showcase how massive the DC Universe heroes are. Like, Marvel's never... I can't think of anything of their shows that they've ever done to show, sort of show that grand scale. X-Men had a lot of people in it. X-Men did. They they had a couple uh, Easter eggs too, yeah, like Doctor spider, Strange, Spider-Man. Spider Web off of the uh, yeah, <laughs> Captain America actually being in an episode after the animation got crappy. Yeah, that was rough. That was real rough. It was, but anywho, <laughs> we got on a tangent. I want more. Yeah, I want more DC films showcasing those lesser known. Like I would love it if they did like a standalone like. Green Arrow movie. I'd watch it. I think that's a, a prime uh, chance to do that right now. Well, he's, yeah, he's got his with, own popular with, TV show. Yeah, exactly. Would you be super mad if you, it was voiced by Stephen Emile? No. Okay. I wouldn't care. No, it's you. It's you that has grudges against the CW stars. <laughs> uh, I'd watch it. I mean, I, I watched the first, like, four episodes of Arrow. I couldn't get into it. Stephen Emile actually did the voice for Injustice. Green Arrow. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah. Like, I don't have a problem with him. He seems like like he, he's a wrestled uh, Stardust before, so... <laughs> he had a wild run-in uh, this past week with a crazy fan that went up and headbutted him and said he wanted to fight the Green Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> Tr- 
true story. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, did he did he kick his ass? No, no. Uh, he backed down, shook the guy's hand, and said, "I am a father and a husband, and I decline your offer." <laughs> do and you shot him in the back with an arrow? <laughs> do you guys want to no see? No, no one must know my secret. <laughs> Do you guys want to see DC continue to do this by taking their better-known characters and mixing in the lesser-knowns as kind of like a gateway? A gateway drug? Yeah, like, because, you know, somebody who's a fan of Batman could end up picking up Justice League Dark, seeing Batman, and be like, oh, I'll check this out. They might not know who Deadman is. Or Etrigan. Etrigan, or John Constantine, but after they watch that movie, they might get interested, and then they might be like, you know what? I want to go check out some of these comic books. Yeah, it's a simple marketing trick. I mean, it's it's a good idea because I I don't know many people besides the people at this table that would pick up something that had John Constantine on it mm-hmm. and Dead Man and you know all all the Justice League Dark uh, brosives. <laughs> um, so I think I think it's a good idea, especially to get the 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 word out and kind of get more exposure on these characters. As I think it was. Justice League Dark, up until the Trinity storyline, mm-hmm. their sales were kind of iffy with the New 52, and then as soon as the Trinity storyline happened, sales went up quite a bit. Cause yeah, because the Justice League Dark is one of those things where it's just not on people's radar at it's all. A, it's <laughs> a very hit or miss comic, too. Like, there's, there's, there's points where it's, like, really good, and then there's points where it's just, like, super weak, and, like, you fall asleep. Reading the issue, <laughs> then you crinkle a page and you curse Drooling God. It. <laughs> now you throw it in the fireplace. Go buy um, a new one. <laughs> Personally, I feel you know, uh, I don't mind them doing this as long as the uh, movie is good. Yeah, and I mean, as far as DC animation goes, we talk about it all the time. They don't, they don't skimp. No, they really don't. I mean, look how many movies are out now, and like, I mean, the quality of the writing and the animation has varied wildly, but. Yeah. For the most yeah. part, I, it's been uh, more positive, much more positive than negative, I feel. I still haven't seen The Killing Joke. Really? Let's go it, watch it real it quick. It just popped in my head that I haven't seen it yet. We can wow. skip the first 20 minutes and you got the movie for you. <laughs> yep. Uh, speaking of DC animation, we're going to talk about a movie that was a nice surprise. Uh, not just of enjoy- as far as enjoyment. But a nice surprise in the fact that nobody knew it was coming out. <laughs> it, it, yeah, the fact that it happened at all. The fact, exactly. The <laughs> fact that they were able, they they got Adam West back, they got Burt Ward back, Julie Newmar did this entire animated film. Nobody <laughs> knew anything about it until they dropped the trailer. And and in the defense, I'm pretty sure that all the character, the, all the stars in this movie, don't know how to use Twitter or Facebook <laughs> or anything. But I, people at DC do. <laughs> That's true. I follow. Yeah, but DC's always been pretty well at keeping things under wrap unless they want it known. Um, I follow Adam West's uh, Facebook page to let everyone know. He, is he, it, he posts on it every once in a while. Yeah, but, uh, I figured it's just a bunch of like shared <laughs> articles about knitting. It's he. he it, there's it's a picture of him tanning that I really like. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> the fact that they were able to release this or release that trailer and, and everyone was just blown away by it. Like especially like when people have their finger on the pulse. Mm-hmm. Of the comic book pop culture world, and it just something like this comes up, and it's just this delightful little uh, treasure. Yeah, treasure. <laughs> um, it's, so it's like a gem that washed up on a beach when you were out looking for sand dollars. If, <laughs> if you haven't figured it out yet, we're talking about the 1960s Batman animated movie, Batman: Return of the Cape Crusader. 
Um, I started, I actually watched this before I bought it. I found it online because they do digital releases. So then mm-hmm. I, I watched it and uh, enjoyed it. I watched it again when I picked this up. But I, I don't think it was truly hit me how amazing it was <laughs> until I watched it with Jeff. <laughs> There's something about watching something with somebody where you can see exactly how much they're enjoying it that makes you enjoy it even more. It's true. And I mean, I, I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> this movie is just so lovingly done. Like It was. It was a heart project. It was. Like, you could tell not only did they stay faithful to the source material, the source material is like, they were self-aware of what makes it so great. And what I, what was good about it is they knew the source material, they made it campy, but they didn't make it overly campy. Mm-hmm. It was it was still just stuck right in that realm of ridiculous and campy, but not too, not over the top, not a character or a spoof. Yes, not a self-parody. Yes. See, I felt um, that the campiness that I come to love of the 1960s show in the movie was used more as a gimmick in this movie than anything else. Where it was... This is what people... Alright, hold on. This is what people loved about this show, so we're going to put this in there. Not saying that's a terrible thing or anything like that, but it... At times, it felt forced. You know, I did not pick that up. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither, because there was just things that you knew going in that were staples of the 1960s show that you knew you were going to see. I did not see Wallflower. Um, <laughs> like, you knew you were going to see the red you know, phone, the, the mm-hmm. sliding down the bat pole. And coming down dressed in the, yes. Uh, the bat cave itself. Um, I love the bat cave in it, too. Yeah. Uh, the, the sound effects, the sound effects, the boosh and swoosh and <laughs> when he shoots the, 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 the bat bazooka and he's like, Bow. um, and to me, one of the things that really made this movie just put it over the top for me that just completely sold me was the dialogue, the dialogue, the dialogue was, oh my God. Every yeah, I really enjoyed um, certain parts of it. Just like were just so silly, uh, like uh, when it turns out that they couldn't find any of the villains, and he talked about <laughs> how the simplest solution is always the answer. So obviously, since we can't find them anywhere, that means they're not on the planet. That's how they realize they're on which the is, Russian space station. Which is just like you know the 1960s movie. You know, a, perfect, a sparrow with a machine yeah, gun. Yeah, exactly. It's like the perfect <laughs> 1960s Batman logic. Which is no logic. Yeah, just in total insanity. Uh, <laughs> pretty much, like, uh, one of my favorite lines in it, and you'll have to forgive me, I might screw it up, but was when uh, Catwoman showed Robin her car, and he was something like, holy pussycat vroom kill kill. Yeah. Or something yeah. like that. <laughs> and I just started dying laughing when I heard that. I was like, that is the most ridiculous thing. <laughs> They definitely went over the top with the Robin dialogue too. It was just and they did a lot of like you know, uh, you know the, you know if they go to introduce you know the penguin, they're like that poultry of plagiarism, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just tons of that stuff. Like 
I wish I had stopped to write it each and every one down because I remember dying each and every time someone <laughs> made a... It was just so insane and ridiculous. Um, so in the movie, uh, it's the same team up from the 1960s movie, Joker, Riddler, mm-hmm. Penguin, Catwoman. And no pirates, though. No pirates no, no this time. No pirates. <laughs> there was a goon who had goon on his shirt. It did. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, they get together to hatch an evil plan and... and Batman and Robin had to stop them, and they get captured and put on a giant TV dinner food tray. <laughs> <laughs> the old, and, you know, once again, I, I can remember this because it was in the, the trailer where Batman, you know, said they'll, you know, rue the day, and Penguin uh-huh. says, the only rue is in the gravy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just beautiful dialogue. And then, uh, what doesn't, is it? Doesn't let up at all. Uh... How how is it they get out of it? Like uh, he stuck his uh, hand in the like in the lemon tart in the, in the lemon the tart like a peach cobbler or something like yeah, that. And the acid the burned acidity, the yeah. <laughs> Just madness. Yeah. Um, but before he had like uh, Catwoman gives him a little scratch or something of a. It was a catnip that was catnip. supposed to turn him evil. And it didn't work. Okay, was it the scratch? Because this is the part that was a little fuzzy with me. Was it the scratch or was it the like the hairspray shit that she sprays? Um, she said she well she used a catnip on him, and it was when she scratched him. Because right? because when she holds the vial, and she said one scratch for me, and he'll be under my control. And but later she's I don't know if it's like a hairspray or something. I I, I meant to rewatch this part, um, but she sprays it. And then I never see her scratch him. Didn't she scratch him on the cheek? He, she might have. Or maybe she was speaking metaphorically when she said one scratch. But uh, now I'll have to rewatch it. To her shock, it doesn't have an effect on Batman. Oh. Or so we think. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Side note, it's very puzzling when you fall asleep. Watching the movie. <laughs> Have you, you ever like not fallen asleep during? No, the movie? I, it's a bad, it's a bad <laughs> thing for me. Um, and then it, you miss that part with the the scratch or the 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 catnip or whatever the fuck it does. Um, and then you wake up to Batman being a dick, <laughs> and you're just like, "What happened? Why is Batman acting like 2016 Batman?" <laughs> what I love is because, as you said, Jeff. Uh, after they get out, they can't find the the villains. After the uh, the villains, you know, Batman and Robin escape, and the villains have left, and they're on a space station. Yes, that's shaped like the Kremlin. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, the Joker, Riddler, and Penguin, they try to eject Catwoman through the airlock. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, Batman and Robin figure out they're there. They show up. And this is when you really start to see Batman's, like, kind of turning into a dick. And he uses two lines... That are so great. Like, I heard him and I was like, oh, my God. Uh-huh. The one is, like, when he's like, you want to get nuts? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> let's get nuts. And then when he tells Penguin that this isn't, you know, this is an operating table and he's the same. Oh, yes. I was like, this he, put, is, he put on the bat knuckles. This yeah. is fantastic. Um, and uh, Batman starts basically threatening that he's going to kill them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Talking about how he's tired of walking the line all the time and. It was, uh, it was really interesting. Was, something I never thought I'd hear Adam West uh-huh. say, or they, Adam West Batman say. They really dissected the uh, Batman mythos with that one. There was some kind of some fourth wall breaking. Yeah, there really uh, was. A little bit. Um, Self, you know, homages to different uh, incarnations of Batman. 
to me, it really starts picking up when uh, Batman and Robin get back to Earth. Yes. First, he first Batman fires Alfred <laughs> because uh, Robin's aunt is in Bruce's super secret no woman yeah. study or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> he just hangs out there with his young ward all day. It's weird. And uh, she almost discovers the Batcave, and he's like, "This can't be tolerated." And he relieves <laughs> Alfred, and uh, <laughs> one of the. When they're sitting, when the part where, uh, well, first they go to the commissioner's office, and Batman vanishes. Yeah, and making Robin have to walk. And <laughs> right. make, how dramatic! It unlike Batman. <laughs> <laughs> you you forgot about the part where he yells at him for watching TV on the uh, on the clock. Yeah, yep. <laughs> That's when like. They, they kind of, like that part happened, and I was like, "That's kind of weird," but yeah. it's not really that weird. I think that was wasn't that like kind of really the first hint. Yeah, something yeah. was weird. Well, yes, it was a it was a hint and not a hint because, like I said, I watched. it. I was like, "That's kind of weird," but eh, not really. It yeah, civic minded. Yeah, um, like I could see normal nineteen sixties Batman saying exactly. that exactly. Maybe a little nicer, but yeah. <laughs> Like kind of joking, plainly, maybe a little quip punch, punch at the yes. end. When uh, but what's funny is when Batman vanishes, Robin, you see they go to outside the police station. You see Batman sitting in the Batmobile, and Robin <laughs> starts running out, and Batman just fucking takes off, <laughs> <laughs> leaving poor Robin having to uh, hitchhike. Yep, he had to borrow a bicycle. That's right. He said he borrowed a bike. <laughs> and what's great is uh, he comes in, he comes home, and. Bruce Wayne is just sitting there enjoying this uh, Gotham yeah. variety show, and he's like, groovy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just sitting there watching, and then uh, Robin's aunt comes in again, and, and he, she says something that upsets him, and she leaves. And he, Robin, he says something to Robin, like, you think what I'm thinking, we should get rid of the broad? <laughs> <laughs> And once again, I just died. I'm like, this is the most. It was like, a, it was almost like Mayor Adam West. I was yeah. about to say, when he starts making that transformation, that's that's exactly who I started to hear was Mayor West. I was like, it went from Batman to Family Guy. <laughs> so, like a quick second in the film, uh, the villains are are trying to get their hand. They at first are trying to get their hands on a replica ray, which Batman thankfully stops. But as he's turning evil, he decides that. Uh, Commissioner Gordon and the Chief are incompetent, <laughs> and he uses which the is ref- something he probably should have realized a long time ago. Yeah, like he disappeared for a week, and the cities are it didn't go to shit. <laughs> yeah. He turns the replica ray at himself, and then he he tells the Commissioner and Chief to take off their clothes. Yeah, <laughs> and then you see the Batman clones putting on like their clothes yeah. over the Batman costume. <laughs> Seeing Batman wearing that. Chief of Police hat. And <laughs> Commissioner Gordon's glasses. <laughs> and it only got better. Freaking brilliant. Yeah, like, that because then it's a montage <laughs> yeah. of Batman ba- relieving people ba- of their duties in Gotham. <laughs> Complete with him putting on a chef's hat. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh. And uh, from there... Uh, Robin seeks the help of Catwoman to try and turn Batman back because she has she does have an antidote, thankfully, mm-hmm. to counteract her catnip 
thing. Poison cat. However yeah. it works. And uh, so Robin goes to use it. They go to use it on him. And he says, I knew you were going to use that. <laughs> Luckily, I use my anti-anti-venom. Yeah, as bat. <laughs> bat. Anti-antidote. <laughs> then they had like a battery. A utility off. belt yeah. off. Oh, that was amazing. <laughs> it's like a- freeze bomb. Cool bomb. Yeah. <laughs> fire bomb. Uh, was it Batman through something? Bat shield. Yeah. The bat shield they had used before, too. Yeah. That was, from the, that was actually in the series. Um, I, so much stuff in this. Uh, it's just amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, they end up, uh, Robin and Catwoman end up breaking out a bunch of uh, villains from the old series. And we see uh, the Mr. Freeze. Mm-hmm. Uh, Egghead. Egghead uh, is played by... Uh, Vincent Price. Vincent Price. Yeah. From Beyond uh, the Grave. Uh, King Tut. <sighs> yeah, King Tut was like, oh, there were like, oh, there were some, there was at least four that I remember naming. Yeah. And it was. And some that I don't even, that hadn't even remembered until I watched the movie. So then there's this awesome brawl between all of them and all this army of Batman. <laughs> <laughs> all while being shown on this variety show that he was watching yes. earlier. <laughs> Because that he, he says, forced them to watch. <laughs> he forces Gotham to watch, and he has the Batman install uh, something on the TV attendees where if they change the channel, the TVs will explode. <laughs> um, I loved it. What I know the thing I really liked was that the fight choreography in the movie was just like the fight choreography. Yeah, it wasn't overly flashy. Yeah, it was like the mainly punches and like some jump kicks and not really any flips at all. The like, half kicks? Yeah, the half kicks are like worth. Damn. Yeah, or like where you pick someone up and then they do like a mini drop kick on someone else. <laughs> like those are all over the place. Oh yeah, that was always my favorite move as a kid. Oh yeah, and it works every time. I've I've uh, saved myself from several muggings that way. <laughs> Boom! Um, Flam! <laughs> Luckily, uh, for Gotham uh-huh. and everybody, uh, Alfred had the back of everybody <laughs> the whole time. And uh, Batman goes to celebrate with some champagne, champagne drinks it, and then <laughs> one of the lines I did not think I was going to hear in this movie was when Batman's going, ah, oh, someone slipped me a Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. It's, I honestly can't rave enough about it. Like, if... If you're a fan of like that, I almost want to read the 1960s comics now. Yes. They do have the 1960s Batman uh, comic book series. And if it's anything like this movie, <laughs> I, I sign me up right away. I agree wholeheartedly. It's kind of great for this, too, because for many years, this interpretation of Batman was kind of vilified. Oh, yes. And looked down upon, but it's... Nice now to see it's embraced as part of the lore mm-hmm. and it's an appreciated. Integral, it's an integral part of the mythos as far as I'm concerned. Um, <laughs> say what you will. Some people say, you know, it's not their Batman and... and not their president. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. <laughs> Hashtag not my Batman. <laughs> uh, but I think, and especially too coming from my point of view of being a huge Batman fan, there's as much to appreciate and enjoy in this incarnation as there are any other incarnations of, uh, 
it's as iconic as a Burton movie or a Nolan movie. I agree. Or the uh, animated series. And it's the only Batman you'll ever see dance. <laughs> the true. end credits are amazing. The yeah. see at the only end. Mo- the, <laughs> the opening credits are yeah. fantastic. <laughs> That's true. You're right. Holy shit! I, 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 the first time, the first time I watched the the beginning, the opening credits, I was blown away. And it, 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 it's so simplistic too. All it's doing is it's showing like classic comic covers from that era. Mm-hmm. But it, it's it's kind of weird, like seeing like the most iconic one is. Uh, the one with Batman and Robin on the cover where Robin's jumping through the circus. Oh. Yeah, what? No, oh, no yeah, not that, that one. one. No, no, the one where Robin's jumping through the It was Robin's first hoop. appearance. Yeah. And knowing that, like, I don't have the exact issue, but I have a uh, repress of it. And I don't know, it's, it's always cool seeing that come up there and it hits that nerd button. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are. Your geek spot. Yeah. And I'm just like, <gasps> <laughs> okay, my prostate. And, you know, regardless of what people may say about the 1960s show, for a lot of people, this was their, it was their gateway into Drunk. Batman. <laughs> yep, it was mine. I used to watch it with my parents at uh, Nick at Night. I remember watching it on FX. Hell yeah. And I remember watching the, when they would have the movie on uh, and just loving it, like not even caring about the, the camp or anything <laughs> or thinking that it was silly. Uh I, like some people, I did enter a point where it was like, just on my Batman. <laughs> is not it, dark enough. Is it the same point you were di- dyeing your hair black? Probably. <laughs> um, but then, you know, you, you, get, you get older, you get wiser, opinions change, and you, you realize, realize that, that... You were some punk-ass kid that just didn't know how to have fun. Exactly. <laughs> um, just like Damien Wayne. Was it... There was one... <laughs> one touch... <laughs> I forgot to mention that I think what we all probably enjoyed is in the beginning when they're first fighting the villains, Batman gets hit in the head and oh, he, sees, yeah. he sees three Catwoman and, the, yeah, the and ones, it's all oh, three of the actresses. Eartha Kitt and um, Lee Merriweather? Yeah. I think it was Lee. Yeah. I thought that was an awesome touch. I was I, like, I missed that the first time. I don't yeah. know how I overlooked it. Maybe I was just <laughs> fucking exhausted. But when I see it the second time, I go... Oh hey, wait! <laughs> and I rewound it. I was like, "Oh man, look at that! That's so cool." Eartha Kitt did the uh, growling prayer that she does too. Yeah, uh, and there's. I, um, I was. I said before watching the show. Uh, before watching this, I was like, "There's not, you know, that that pun, that Catwoman pun of the, you know, the purr." <laughs> <laughs> they should. Uh, I'm wondering because uh, the great news is they are doing a sequel. Hell yeah! Oh fuck yeah! I'm and so the uh, villain is going to be Two Face, <laughs> portrayed by Mr. William Shatner. <laughs> oh my God! I heard about this once again. I thought there was a joke. No, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that he'd be playing Two Face in a Batman movie. I didn't realize it was a sequel to uh, this, The Return of the Cape Crusader. Yeah, yeah. that is so oh, cool. Boy. Uh, I would love it if just like randomly they did have Catwoman pop up, and maybe because there's a kid still alive. I'm fairly fairly wait, certain. Let me look. Let's check our sources. Yep. Check our, uh, you know, let me just uh, phone my sources really quick. Who's going to be first? Dum, 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 uh, let's see. She's dead. Ba, 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 ba. Yeah, oh. she, she died in uh, 2008. Coincidentally, the economy went to shit immediately afterwards. Oh. <laughs> 
That would um, explain why they didn't get her in the movie. But it would be cool, though, if if they even, like, you have, like, a reference and you see Catwoman somewhere and it's, you know, drawn like Eartha Kid uh-huh, with yeah. no explanation. <laughs> I think that would be a nice... Uh, a nice little touch. Another little homage, a loving homage. Um, if I, uh, there was one concern uh, going into this movie with a lot of people, is that even though they got the original, you know, Adam West and Burt Ward, what they sound like they've been gargling marbles for two years. <laughs> and at first, yes, yeah, <laughs> yes, they do. Um, I don't know if you just get used to it or if it's like. Uh, I think you get used to it. I, yeah, like because at first I was like, eh, mm-hmm. but I really quickly. Bert like, Ward wasn't so bad. Adam West took a little getting used to. Yeah, well, Adam West is well, and then high up there. Uh, mm-hmm. Julie Newmar. Oh, Julie uh-huh. Newmar was a that was really yeah. really uh, that was the one I still I I didn't really get over. Yeah, it. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's there's good. nothing you could do. It's I mean, time. I know they're all time makes fools of us all. But when, when you eat that much Denny's before 10 a.m. because of the senior <laughs> discount, that's what happens. <laughs> then you get your hair cut for less, and uh, <laughs> you see the matinee real quick. Fall asleep. Um, <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> but if I had, I mean, I, if I had to recommend this, I would strongly, strongly recommend it. Hell yeah. It's a fun time. It's a really fun and funny movie. You could watch it with the whole family. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I can actually put a DC animated film on and not have to worry about something. <laughs> Don't worry. Bad this happening. guy's arm's not about to get cut off. Yeah. This person's head isn't going to get turned into a canoe. Don't know? worry. That's not a bullet going through a reverse flash's head. <laughs> um, no grim and gritty here. If I had to. Yeah. Fuck yeah. That's awesome. That's exciting. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm old. <laughs> if I had to, to rate this, I would give it Ra- a. You rape it. Uh, <laughs> Rate. Oh, I can't. I can't. I can't <laughs> if hear. I had out of to this rate this. I would uh, use no Vaseline. <laughs> if I had right, to, if he has to rate it with a T. If I had to rate this movie, <laughs> I would do probably uh, eight out of ten bat shark repellents. Yes. <laughs> Hands down. Hell yeah. What about you, Jeff? I'd give it a. I'd give it eight point five. <laughs> Bat, anti-bat antidotes out of 10. Bat uh, anti-antidotes. Yeah, it was bat anti-antidotes. That yeah, was it. that's a tongue twister. <laughs> it was. What about you, Tony? Oh, um, I thought long and hard about this. Keep a in whole, mind, you will be judged a harshly. Whole, a whole two seconds I thought about this. <laughs> I give it a 7.5 out of 10. Um... Movie trade dinners. <laughs> <laughs> Enormous movie trade dinners. So it's a lot of it's a lot of giant TV dinners though. To be fair, so mm-hmm. so I recommend go pick it up now, right now. This very movie. turn off this turn off the podcast. <laughs> well, don't turn it off yet. No, but turn it off. Wait till we're done. Go buy it. <laughs> And watch it and... Mike, half of the people are probably listening to it on their phones. They could work their way yeah, over it's true. while finishing. Well, make sure you're paying attention to your surroundings. Take a hard left on the road. <laughs> Mind your surroundings. And just go buy it. If, if you just passed that Best Buy, just fuck it. <laughs> There's a mire a couple, just a couple feet ahead. And you uh, got it, baby. You're there. You're there. You found it. I think that will do it. <laughs> for our, our review of this. 
of this da- this downward spiral of a review. <laughs> uh, this was a great review. This was very in depth. It was very professional, thorough. <laughs> and I think our overall enjoyment was captured. That's true. In our review, because I honestly have not stopped smiling since we started talking I know. about it. <laughs> Hoot and a half. I'm honestly, I'm honestly <laughs> contemplating watching it after we're done. I want to watch it too. I'm I'm, sure. Oh, but I, I, I'm gonna go pick it up too as soon as I'm not a broke ass. <laughs> uh, Which will be January third. Oh wow, that's a long time to be. A- <laughs> <laughs> it's a long time to be a broke ass. Yeah, uh, been there, done that. With that said. Uh, feel free to check us out every week on the Pod Bros Podcasting Network. That is the preferred way to check us out. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to be a stickler, you can also check us out on Stitcher Radio. We're also on Google Play. What? Uh, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> you can also follow us on Facebook, Kapowcast, what? and Twitter at, at Kapowcast. What? Uh, you're, you're, the, you're the guy who made wrestling unwatchable for 10 years. Yep. Yeah, I, I am. And then, uh, fuck you. We also have a Kapowcast, which is our Instagram. And that is all the ways to find us. And we're on the Insta Flickr. Uh, feel free to comment. Let us know if you checked us out. We love to hear from people more. I would look forward to it. Mm-hmm. Negative feedback, especially. We're, we're starting to think that everybody is actually just a Facebook Facebook bot. <laughs> if everybody just clicks listen and they don't really listen, they go off and do something else. It's true. They, they, we're the window open in case mom walks in on the porn. <laughs> <laughs> Until next week. <laughs> I am Mike. I am Jeff. I'm Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> He's not. He we'll is. see you next time on Kapowcast. Bye.